Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Mom Village. We're so excited, like always, to be here. This is going to be an awesome episode. This is part one of pregnancy and birth. I'm Jesus Marie Ramos, and I'm here with my ladies, Kira Kelly. Good morning, ladies. Kristen Scroggins. Good morning, ladies. And we are excited, ladies, because mm-hmm. we have an awesome guest with us. Yay. Yay. So Ooh. happy. Guys, this is why I love this podcast, because we can introduce people we love, and we can introduce our village to our listeners. So I'm so excited to introduce you to my amazing friend, Kathy. <laughs> She's here with us and I'm not going to say anything about her. She's going to introduce herself. Kathy, say Hi. welcome to our ladies. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Nice to have you join us. <laughs> Kathy, tell us who you are. Tell us about yourself. Well, as you know, I am Kathy Philbin. I'm a certified nurse midwife. I had the Wonderful opportunity of helping Jesus Marie have three of her children. (laughs) So um, she invited me here to just go over a little bit of my thoughts and my experiences that I've had throughout the years. But I am a married woman. I have five children that are all grown up now. They're like Jesus Marie's ages. (laughs) And and they are having children. So I'm a grandma. So I I have six grandchildren now. Oh, yeah. How many boys and how many girls? So the boys definitely outnumber the girls. We have five boys and one little princess. Oh, wow. She is a princess. She's like a little fairy. She like dances around and she just loves it. I, I can't imagine if there's another one, like what she's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us um, about your husband. Okay. Well, Mr. Philbin and I have been married for 36 plus years. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It is amazing. He's an awesome man. We met when I was a labor and delivery nurse at Parma Hospital in Cleveland, like it's a Cleveland suburb of, in Ohio. And he was an orderly and <laughs> I was an RN. He's very handsome in his white scrubs. And uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy. We kind of flirted for about maybe six or seven months. And then he finally had the courage to ask me out. And on our first date, he asked me to marry him. Oh, okay. <laughs> man, come on. He's he knew what a, he wanted. That's right. Quick mover. And on our second date, I said yes. Oh, my. <laughs> and the second date was the next day. Oh, oh my God. And five, <laughs> look at it. And 36 years later, five kids and yes, tons of right. grandbabies. And Mary Claire, if you're listening, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We told all our kids, too. You know, that's just not the way it should be done. You guys <laughs> consider this a little bit longer. But I actually really did go down on my knees and ask the Lord to give me a good godly well, man. And he is. He is. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't he work with you and you guys practice? Right. Can yeah. you share the name of your practice? Sure. It's called Select Women's Healthcare. And we've been in practice together since 2012. So we kind of, together, we decided to put together the practice mostly because 
I don't know. It's really hard to be a midwife and to, you know, deliver the type of care you want to give to people when you're under the auspices of a large setting, like a large group with other providers. And it's not that I can't work well with others because my husband always teases me. (laughs) (laughs) But I like to do things my way. And... Well, it seems that you guys have the knowledge too and the experience (laughs) and the years. So will you share with our audience like your preparation so they understand? Sure. I mean, I started like right out of high school. I went into college for four years and got a bachelor's degree in nursing. And that was in Niagara Falls, New York, Niagara University. It's kind of known for its basketball. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, so then after that, I became a medical surgical nurse for about a year. And then I had moved back home to Ohio and, you know, the opportunity just arose and I was able to get into labor and delivery. And I did that for about maybe I'm going to say 10 to 12 years before I decided that this just wasn't like exactly meeting like the calling I think that I had by God. It sort of was prompted by like, well, I wouldn't say it's a catastrophe, but it was like a a moment in our, our family's life where my husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor, actually. So we kind of had to, after going through that together, we sort of had to reassess our family and decide, like, since we had five children. How old was your husband, if you don't mind me asking, when this oh, happened? Sure. He was 32 at the time. Mm, he was young. And wow. he, he had something called an acoustic neuroma. And it's benign. And the doctors said that basically it was something that they usually see in older men. (laughs) So I'm like, wow. So unfortunately, at the age of 32, he had to undergo like a radical brain surgery where they actually break open. And you feel like that kind of like that was like the push that kind of helped you. You know what? I think I'm going to go into this midwifery, Mm -hmm. you know, journey. That and also just... Watching like the way the medical field basically delivers babies and, you know, not all physicians act this way because I do have a wonderful group of backup MDs that I feel are dedicated and actually are pristine and they're very honorably caring for women. But there were in the area that I was a labor and delivery nurse, some MDs that they're supposed to take an oath to care for people and to put that prior, that's like, you know, the most important thing. You shouldn't put yourself before like the patient's needs. And sometimes, you know, MDs back then would say, get that lady delivered because I have a golf game. We've got reservations. So let's get this going girls. And, you know, it just wasn't like that the woman was able to be given the time to be able to labor at her pace or under like her own wisdom or whatever she had wanted for her experience to be, that kind of went out the door. So she wasn't being honored and it was more about them. (laughs) So we have a couple of questions for you. Are you ready to answer? Yeah. Kathy, we're so glad that you're here. Your expertise is going to be valued so much. And I just want to say, ladies, we are talking about child bearing years, but I'm a grandma. so (laughs) So I'm with you ladies that are older and aren't doing this. So we do have a question that really refers to all of us. Um, and, and this is what it is. What are some first steps that every woman 
needs to take, no matter what age or stage of life that they're in, even if they are planning or not planning to have babies. I'm in the not planning really? camp. Um, my, sons, <laughs> my two sons just had my first grandchildren, oh, and my oldest son doesn't pull any punches. And he called, and he was like, all right, Mom, look, I'm going to have a ch- child. You and Dad need to be careful, okay? I don't <laughs> want my son being older than his uncle. So, <laughs> gotcha. That happens. That I gotcha. Happens. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm taking his advice, advice to heart. But, but no matter what stage we're in, mm-hmm. tell us some things that we can do to be healthy. Well, I always think like trying to eat a balanced diet Make healthy food choices to the best of your budget. So try to choose foods that are fresh, organically grown if you can, or homegrown or unadulterated foods are the best without any added chemicals to it. I mean, I'm trying to still do this, like even though like I don't even know my schedule or my life is like so crazy, but I actually make a lot of things in the crock pot. And so I throw it in the crock pot, like even the night before and it's sort of a nice habit to start getting into is to like, you know, chopping vegetables. <laughs> it's a brainless activity, but you can find joy in the fact that like. Yeah, and the little thing. It's yeah. simple. You <laughs> no, know? I do agree because sometimes moms, we get overwhelmed. But even the little things, like you said, we just see how blessed we are. It's just an eye opening, even from groceries to like right. cleaning or making beds. And you're like, okay, I don't get it. Why? Well, because the blessing of having a bed, a home, a place, right. uh, so the true. money to actually get the food and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. How about in terms of like how early or how often do you think women can see you in terms of like feminine self? Like how often you say, oh yeah, it's good for, for you to come to the office and do a checkup every once in a while. Like, how about so that? Yearly, usually people okay. do. But then sometimes women have issues that come up and they're not sure about things. Like, it depends, like, you know, as you're going through menopause or perimenopause, like, you start to notice little tiny <laughs> things that are starting to go off a little bit, you okay. know? People get the hot flesh. So now Kristen and I are looking at each other. <laughs> That's the stage we're, we're in. Like, your mouth, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Please share. Please share. I'm kidding. I mean, you know, there's little things you could do. You could just Google something called phytoestrogens for these perimenopausal women. And uh, they're (laughs) talking about how do you spell that? I'm seriously with no. Yeah, it's not an F, it's P-H-Y-T-O. Oh, Phyto. Okay. Yeah, phytoestrogens. And it just means plant-based estrogens or food-based estrogens. And the only one suggestion, too, it says some things about soy products. And it's always kind of been like something that they they haven't really fully decided yet. I don't push soy because of just the possibility. At one point, they kind of linked it with cancer. So I think that that has probably been proven wrong, but just in case I just tell, there's other things. As natural as possible. Right. But anyways, we were saying like, okay, so eat fresh, healthy foods, drink lots of water. I think that's the other thing, especially here in Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody's drinking enough water. And I think that helps a lot too. Like you have beautiful skin, Jesus Marie. Oh, thank you. You must be drinking enough water, but (laughs) you should be drinking enough. Is is, is the fire, the fire hormone, just vital estrogen. (laughs) The vital estrogen. You must have enough estrogens in your system. I still have some left That's right. after so many kids. Um, but also, I think there's other things too besides that, but taking your woman's 
daily multivitamin. That's important. And if you're trying to get pregnant, folic acid, we suggest like if you're not really pregnant yet, 800 micrograms of folic acid, and that helps prevent openings in the baby's spine. Like they mm. call them neural tube defects or problems with the baby's palate, even like wow. cleft palate. Wow. So, mm. and that's, that's all being formed really early in the pregnancy. So that's why the recommendation is that women who are even like thinking about in, it, thinking about it Start or, early. or you never know, there might be an unplanned pregnancy. So if you're a, in that zone where you're fertile, you should probably be taking a multivitamin with 800 micrograms. Oh, I didn't know the actual acid. amount. Ka- yeah. Kathy, can I ask you a question sure. for women, mine and Kira's age? So <laughs> someone told me years ago when I was childbearing mm-hmm. that, you know, that she still takes a prenatal. A prenatal mm-hmm. And so I have, I have them in my cabinet. Is that okay for my age to take or is it too much? Not necessary. I freak my husband out when he sees that bottle. <laughs> I mess with them sometimes. But, but uh, that's good. Is that too Keep much? those guys on their toes. Exactly. Is it too much no, for me? I don't think so. I mean, if you even sat down and kind of did a comparative, it's probably really close. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this is branding, Brand, labeling. Yeah. It's just yeah. a way to sell vitamins. You okay, know. so we're good. All right, but you have some other things on here that are really good that sure. we'll run through real quickly. Okay, yeah. And the other thought is also try to get enough rest. Like, you know, you can sort of see like how people's bodies start breaking down when ladies come in and they, you know, aren't getting enough sleep. You know, you need at least eight hours of sleep a night if you can get that. Like, mm. I mean, that's when your body rejuvenates and that's how your cells get healed, you know, and God designed us to sleep. So we must honor that. Just like I know I'm not really good about honoring the day of rest as well. But, you know, I sometimes say, well, you know, I'm delivering babies. So I guess I get a freebie on that one. But, you know, I could do better at it. But he took a break. And so we're supposed to take a break. And he designed our bodies to take a break. And I really think that that's for a purpose that's like more so, wise than we know. So like that's really yeah. good. I mean, I think that that is applicable for all of us women. You know, mm-hmm. sleep, plenty of water, take your vitamins, just all those things. So good. So Kathy, can you tell me, this is a really good question. Mm-hmm. How many babies have you delivered? Oh, <laughs> well. In your time of, right. I mean, even, I don't know if you did you deliver while you were in Ohio yes. you, as a labor and delivery nurse. Do you count that? Well, and no, here in Florida. I didn't count as a labor and delivery nurse. I mean, if I really counted how many birth experiences I've been in, I've, it's got to be close to, it sounds incredible, but you know, I am 60 years old. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to say it, but I have been a nurse since I was 23. So, I mean, I've been doing this a long time Mm -hmm. and I would say since 1998, it's been over 4,000 babies. So <gasps> 4,000 babies. It's crazy. Awesome. A lot. My kiddos are in that number. <laughs> so sweet. That's amazing. It's, it's because I did do a stint of about three and a half years at a hospital where mm-hmm. I was the 24-hour in-house midwife. And so during that time frame, in a 24 hours while you stayed at the hospital and you basically caught any baby that just kind of a mommy came in and she didn't have a provider or like the health department babies. So we would deliver up to 10 to 12 babies wow. in a 24 hour period. Ooh, that's a lot. So any, any multiples? I actually, I did in Ohio, but here in South Florida, I didn't deliver myself the 
twin babies, like, and especially in my practice, I, if you have twins, I can't keep you. If I had a physician in the office, then I could, but I have backup MDs and I use the perinatologist to help also with like, like people who develop like gestational diabetes. So can you explain to our listeners what's, mm-hmm. what's midwife? Like what's the misconception about midwife? Because I, I hear you, you're explaining your partner with other doctors. So for those moms that are young and mm-hmm. then they don't, they don't understand yet or they, they're trying to decide between going an OBGYN and a midwife. Like how can you explain that to them? Like, sure. like this is how a midwife works and this is how your OBGYN works. Okay. So, I mean, I think that basically doctors their body of knowledge is like how they come through their schooling is a little bit different than how we're trained. So doctors are actually trained in the disease processes. So we see midwives, we're seeing the woman as healthy first. And then we're also trained with knowledge we have about disease processes, but we see you as whole and well and then you have to prove to me otherwise, basically. <laughs> and so I love that's, that. yeah. that's basically how I see my role. I kind of give you the benefit of the doubt at first, but it's almost like, it's like a very interesting job. You have to really like to look for clues. And okay. that's how I see it. Like I spend hours like streaming over information, like in her blood work, their weights, their everything, like the urine we dip, the blood pressures. I mean, we're always looking for clues that something may be off. But so I love that you guys stay with the patient or the mama right. um, mm-hmm. from the beginning to end. And that's something very different I've seen with regular doctors. That's true too. It's, well, I feel as if like many practices, even midwives, I mean, everyone's life is different. So I, I really do not like to judge. Yes judge people because for me, this works because I think it's just the way I'm wired and I like to have my own private practice because, okay, maybe I am a control freak. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you love your people. I do love my people and I like to know what's going on with them. But in big practices and like mostly MD practices, I think that to have their own personal lives that works better for them, the model that you see multiple providers in the practice. So that's, we do get a lot of people who transfer to our care, to my care, because they like to know that I'm going to be the one. And when they come in, I pretty much do remember most, you know, sometimes I have to like go over things and kind of get the highlights again of where we're at. But for the most part, like I'm on the, you know, I know the person and, we start to build a relationship. And really quick, um, before we go to the next question, doulas, mm-hmm. can you explain to our listeners what a doula does that's different from a midwife? Sure. Doulas are supposed to act like the husband. Okay. Ooh. He's a yeah. support person. And that's what a doula is. So she's not supposed to make medical decisions at all. So while she's there, she's supposed to be the voice whispering in your head and saying, you're doing a great job. You can do this. God designed you for this. You know, you it's know. like a life coach, but right. for delivery. That's right. <laughs> you got it. And like they have like ideas and suggestions, but they are not supposed to be giving medical advice and they're not supposed to be in conflict with the provider, okay. be it a doctor or a midwife. Yeah. And they're supposed to enhance the situation and they're not supposed to 
make it uncomfortable for anyone. They're supposed to be making everything better. And there are some really great doulas out there. And they they, are, yeah. And, uh, I, and their education is different because they don't have to go to college to become a doula okay. like a midwife has to. Okay. Kathy, tell us what are some like three do's and don'ts that you've learned throughout your journey as a midwife, like about pregnancy and birth that you can share with our mom village? Maybe some advice for new moms or those expecting or even those that are just planning to have a family soon. Okay. So number one, Hopefully most of your listeners already kind of know this, but I mean, definitely you would stop all bad habits. Like (laughs) don't smoke. I would limit alcoholic beverages. Don't do drugs. Or even supplements. You should like go over with your provider that what you already are taking so that you'd be surprised, but some of them are, may cause you to miscarry. So yeah. So you have to be very careful, like what you're putting into your body. Remember your body is the temple that God gave you and you're in charge of it and it's a gift to you. And you can, some people abuse this gift and others cherish it and we're responsible for it. You only get one chance (laughs) to live in that body. So for those moms that are expecting or they're expecting right now, they want to have babies. Like what are the most common questions you get when you get like new mommies or young moms at the office? So they or like, even if they're not expecting, what are the most common questions you get all the time? Well, people who are considering like, where should I deliver? That's like one of the big questions. Yeah. Like you're trying to figure out if a hospital birth is going to be your way or do you want to do a home birth or do you want to deliver at a birth center? So a lot of the time, the big controversy right now is about COVID-19. So everybody wants to know like, what are the hospital regulations and what, what would I expect if I decided to go to the hospital now? So they do test at this point in time, they test the mom only because I, I mean, the dads are like, like when they find out, (laughs) oh good, I don't get tested. So they assume if the mother is negative, the father's negative and they assume, you know, if she's positive, then maybe he is positive as well since they're in close proximity to each other. Have you seen a lot of changes in terms of like moms deciding to do, because let me get this straight for those that are listening, you don't do home births. So Correct. they understand yeah, very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you do hospital. Can right. you explain why it is your choice of doing that? So I choose the hospital because I really, that's the way I came through the system. Okay, that's where I've been educated. I feel comfortable in that setting. To me, it's nice to like hit the button and, uh, about five or six team people, of people come in. Yeah. They come running in. I mean, like the hospitals that I work at, there's a NICU in all three mm-hmm. hospitals. Yeah. So I, I deliver at Good Sam, St. Mary's, and Bethesda East. And so there's nothing as reassuring like you have a shoulder. Dis- I mean, there's things that come up. Like to me, like there's the biggest things are fetal distress. And, you know, you have to really be on your game to pick that up especially if you're just using a Doppler at a home Mm. birth. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm not there. I've never seen a home birth. I've seen it on videos like on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) It looks lovely. I mean, we do recreate that same kind of experience. Well, I was was able to do water uh, birth at the Mm -hmm. hospital with you. Right. So, and it was a great experience, but I was at the hospital. So Mm -hmm. it's not to, we don't want to discourage any mom that are listening. We're just offering, you know, our 
other side of the story. Other side of the story and <laughs> her you, experience. Do you deliver at birthing centers? I don't. So um, you're just strictly yeah, hospitals? Yeah, I just okay. strictly do hospitals. I mean, there it's like there are other providers and midwives that do do that. But, you know, it's just like my affiliation ha- happens mm-hmm. to be. And, and the other thing is like as a midwife, you have to have physician backup. So I do not want to burden my physician backup. <laughs> and I want to keep that relationship and... It's a hard one to find, and mm-hmm. I have some great. Yeah, you have doctors. a great team. I know right. because I've I've experienced that team with all my kids. That's why I keep going back to give right. birth with you guys. And I love the fact that you guys not only stay with us from beginning to end, but you actually care. Like that's one thing I always, when I talk to a young mom, I'm like, I actually, I, I feel like they care. I'm not one more number. Like. I have like conversations about life, about God, like everything in my appointment, like, and this woman here, right here, I mean, I can tell you ladies that are listening, like I, for a couple of my deliveries, they were not easy. Like I will, I will see her and she's like praying, not also like actively being there with me, but situations, sometimes you just have to pray and I will see Mm -hmm. her pray. And I was like, I'm so encouraged. I'm like, this, like this woman is praying at the same time that she's delivering my baby. So she's such a blessing to our lives. And I'm so happy you're with here with us. Um, We'll keep talking to Kathy because we have part two and we're going to talk about delivery, (laughs) the actual (laughs) delivery process. Stay tuned for the good stuff. Yes. (laughs) So ladies, thank you so much for listening. This has been part one, but stay tuned for part two. We'll have more with Kathy and hopefully we can answer more questions about labor and delivery. So we're going to sign off, ladies, at the count of three. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. (laughs)